Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Charles. I'm Seth. I'm Jenna. I'm Chris. I'm Mark. And today we're just going to be talking about general topics in nerd news. Uh, a lot of stuff out there uh, happening. And uh, so we thought we'd dedicate an episode to kind of catch everybody up on what's going on. So uh, with that, I'm going to kick it off to Jenna, who's got our first topic here. Jenna? Yep. Um, so lots of things to talk about with all the announcements with new releases for entertainment coming. So if you've finished Loki, you know that's going to continue into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness um, and Marvel's What If, you know, they're really advertising that hard now. Um, so I was just to kick it off with those, what are your guys' thoughts? Are you excited for these or is the whole multiverse thing between WandaVision and, and Loki starting to be too much? Is it overwhelming? I have wanted the multiverse for so goddamn long. And, and I mean, prior to loki we just assumed that there already was a multiverse out there as opposed to a single holy timeline or whatever but what has i, know, I, have, a, to... I, I have enough trouble keeping track of one universe <laughs> well my mind isn't limited by such things apparently <laughs> so what I, uh, has me I'm... most excited about the multiverse and what it opens up is deadpool I guess it's going to be rated R and he's coming into the MCU. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that would be a really good change. I know a lot of people are looking forward to that. Uh, I'm starting to get a little bit exhausted, but maybe this this multiverse thing will bring me back to uh, you know Marvel a little bit more. I think if they continued along the path that they were doing, I was just going to be done ultimately at some point. I really do think that. Kind of getting uh, burnout on it? Yeah. Nope, not me. I I am all here for this. I grew up reading comic story after comic story after comic story, and this is just so more of the Seth, same, just higher production values. Seth, it's all Marvel all the time. Yeah, I mean, I've got room in my heart for good DC <laughs> movies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they've all been good to me, but we've we've had that debate. Um, no yeah. need to rehash it. <laughs> right. Do we need to rehash that again? No. <laughs> okay, right. Chris, really quick. I'll say uh, the Snyder Cut sucked, and you can say it was good, and then Jenna will be happy. No, I don't even want to hear Snyder Cut again. God damn it, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> As Seth, Seth, have you ever seen a bad Marvel movie? uh thor the dark world isn't great. was was pretty poor yeah um, but i agree also with that. keep in mind like i am also comparing these to the comic book movies that i grew up with and that we got prior to the current mcu True. like 
Compared to Ang Lee's Hulk movie, Thor The Dark World deserves to be in the Criterion Collection. <laughs> I, I compare all of these movies to the original black and white Superman series. Mm. <laughs> so you're quite impressed. I am. Yeah, I'm blown away. Yeah. I like them all. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, well, you know, uh, I haven't seen as many of them as maybe I should have. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so Mark, so that brings up the question here. So you've already got like 70 some hours to watch to get caught up right yes. now we're going into this multiverse of mcu stuff so there's it's, conceivably uh yeah it feels like it's leaving me more and more behind right like so <laughs> at a certain point you know you need to uh retire and just to retire catch start up watching or, or just say forget it right like, <laughs> i feel like we just need to be thankful that we don't have video games coming into play too that are canon that are also contributing to the storyline yes right. yeah that's yeah. that's true uh, but I know I know a bunch of people just like Mark that that only watch them from time to time when the movies come out and there's maybe more hype over other ones. Mm -hmm. um, you know, whether that be my parents or even my wife's parents uh, that have maybe only seen five or six of the movies, so they go Chris, and they watch. One second, them. any of them from our generation? Because you just said your parents or your wife's parents. <laughs> Yeah, well, well yeah, I'm like, okay. but more than just our age group, right? In I'm talking about all age groups, yeah. um, people with just different interests in general, or, or maybe people that are fans of action movies or comedies and stuff like that, that are just catching a, a, a Marvel flick from time to time. The, the further they go down this path, it's like you get left behind. There's no significance, right? You, you can't just pick up Black Widow as a standalone film. There's not a lot of meaning to that for you in, in, in the timeline or why she's on the run or anything like that. A lot of these movies pick up from the previous one, which picks up from the previous one, which picks up from the previous one. But it, um, it so after a while, though, like it's all all of comics is there's never there aren't very many standalone comic things like you. You kind of that's what I get. But, but when you get to films. That that's where a lot of things stop at trilogies or whatever. It's a very still do it. I, I I disagree a little. I think story Black, Black Widow anyway was it's done well enough. It, it's it's standalone well enough. I don't think you needed to know much more. I mean, you could have come into Black Widow having pretty much just watched Avengers and Civil War. I don't think that would have mattered. There's enough shows where the person. Is on the run for some reason. On the run for some reason. Right. Never get it. And, and yeah. they do try to fill that in. It's just, it's not as meaningful. All, all the other stuff becomes pointless as far as Easter eggs or little things they drop. Sure. In there, but well, if you enjoy Easter eggs. Now we know what finally happened in Budapest. <laughs> Which is cool. Yeah. Well, and, and along with what Chris was saying. So originally, um, several years ago, that was me and Linda, where we would catch some of the you know, heavily marketed, advertised Marvel movies that were coming out to the theater. Like, you know, we wouldn't have probably seen Ant-Man and the Wasp or Honey, I Shrunk the mm -hmm. Kids kind of thing, that sort of stuff. <clears throat> we might have missed that, but we would have seen something that was heavily marketed like a big Superman or a, a, a Black Widow, for example. And we had done that. And we would go see a lot of those shows and they were fine. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, I felt like I was missing a big piece of the puzzle. It was mostly, you know, entertaining and we got the general plot of the show. And then uh, 
oh, <clears throat> probably about four years ago, um, one of the guys that I worked with um, sat next to me and he's like, well, you haven't seen all the Marvel. He was kind of like you, Seth. What are you? Oh, yeah, you know, he just about his head exploded, you know. And so uh, the end of that week, he brought me in like this massive hard drive of all of the movies and uh, and a little uh, play sheet that had the order viewing order for me to go. <laughs> so so Lynn and I worked on doing that for the next couple of weeks and finally got through them all. So um, uh, Bill, you just admitted to another uh, federal crime. on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't say he didn't pay for those. If they were on just like on a hard drive, I think the assumption is that <laughs> and then that you took them. Well, I, I, I don't know how any of that works. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I if don't you either. just I don't look at the, at the FBI I, warning in front of every movie forever. I don't, I don't know. I never bothered to read it. I don't know why yeah. I'm supposed to. Anyway. So jumping into DC then, because we, I mean, obviously mm -hmm. Marvel's been well advertised and what it's doing for sure. There seems some stuff production wise that DC is trying to still keep us engaged because supposedly Michael B. Jordan is developing his own black Superman project for HBO Max. Yes. And then um, the actor from Black Panther, uh, Duke, Winston Duke, He's going to be in a podcast uh, for Batman Unburied, which uh, he is a, I guess, a, psycho a criminal psychologist who then becomes Batman at night to help save the city. So I'm kind of as popular as podcasts are getting. Maybe that's where DC starts to make more of a mark is in its podcast instead of trying to keep up with the Marvel movies. I don't think I, I think it's a fun side project, but I don't think. DC is going to make a lot of headway with audio dramas. I mean, they've got plenty of audio dramas out there if you look on Audible, but I am excited by the project because I like audio dramas. I just don't know how many people are interested in audio dramas. That's what we need to find out, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Maybe it's bigger than we think. Well, there's that big Finnish audio that does a lot of uh, audio dramas. And they're very popular. And I've got a lot of their, uh, a lot of the audio dramas that they've done of uh, Doctor Who. And they're great for listening on road trips. You know, you just pop the, the uh, CD in the, the dash and, and drive along and listen to a whole show. And it's nice because, you know, you're, you're not really missing anything visually because you don't have to look at it. Everything's audio and described and you hear the sound effects and it's it's all designed knowing that nobody's going to be watching it they're going to be listening to it so it makes it perfect for road trips and stuff like that but i mean they've got some some big names it looks like that's going to be in it as well um because they've also got god he always plays such a good bad man jason isaacs mm. who uh was in harry potter <clears throat> yeah uh, he was in uh, Star Trek uh, Discovery too. Yep, Star Trek Discovery. Yep. So he, I think he's a good villain, but him as Alfred is going to be a great shake. Oh yeah, he's got he a. Normally does. He's got a good Alfred voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Chris? You're you're a big Superman. What are your thoughts on Michael B. Jordan developing something for HBO? 
Uh, I'm excited for it. I really am. Um, I want to know more. It's so early on that, that this has kind of dropped that um, I, I want to know what their long-term plans for it. I, I don't want to see this half-assed yeah. uh, in any way, you know, um, just doing it just because they can. Uh, but I do think it's important. Um, and, and this was uh, mentioned in the article that, that we start to see superheroes that we typically see cast in a certain way uh, envisioned differently. Uh, with different different um, uh, races, with uh, males versus females, and, and, and all of that. So um, I, I'm excited for it. Um, you know, I'm a huge fan of Superman. So a black Superman would be freaking sweet. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But I, I, I just kind of want to know more, a little bit, what they're thinking. Do we do we know, like how he gets to Earth? Any of that stuff yet, or is that? Uh... Uh, no, we just know it's a project in, in development right now. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's working be. on the script and um, he's using his own production company, Outlier Society, to develop it. Hmm. But J.J. Abrams then is also doing a Superman movie, not a series that will have a black Superman. Okay. So, <clears throat> yeah. How's that going to, are they going to step on each other's toes here? Like, that? <clears throat> Well, I mean, that's going to be the question. Yeah. I mean, this is where multiverses come into play. <laughs> you, you can have one off. Batman with Robert Pattinson coming again. Like, there's just going to be all of these different reincarnations. And I just feel like they're too close together. I'd rather they, have a quality. DC needs to do a quality over quantity check, I think. Yeah, DC needed to do things the way Marvel did and establish kind of a main timeline, then you can do branches off of that and quirky little shows. So, I don't know. I'm not, yeah. I, I, I hate reboots. I've said this before. Um, but I do always appreciate that um, from DC side, they seem to just kind of, they build it and then they're done. And then they build something else and they're done. Unfortunately, it's like, you know, five or six Batmans later, it's, three or four supermans later uh but you can go and you can watch any of them and just be done with it and with marvel i feel like i've been watching the same show for 10 15 years um <laughs> yeah so it just gets better they change the storyline but but to a point i was making earlier it just seems to drag on and and some of them are kind of standalone and a lot of them i feel honestly aren't um there's just a lack of appreciation there going all the way back to like the the first iron man if you will you know on the other so, hand, I don't, I don't want to hear about Batman's parents ever again. <laughs> Neither, yeah. I don't need There should just be movies in the world of Batman, and, and we don't have to keep rehashing the beginning of it. We all know right. it. Yes. Um, we I think that's, that's see... probably the great thing about Marvel is they don't rehash that all the time. Yeah, we uh, didn't appreciate that. Uncle Ben die again for the new Spider-Man. We all know Uncle Ben dies. Right. <laughs> Yeah. What we didn't know was that Aunt May was kind of weirdly hot and apparently had a thing with Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Man, his Maybe. bodyguard, the Iron Man's PA. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. D DC doesn't seem to have an overall arcing direction there, but I do appreciate that you can just hop in on any of their movies and just be done with it. So you either liked it or you didn't, you know, which... It, it becomes a which Batman did you like? Which Superman did you like best? You know, um, there isn't a uh, which Thor did you like best? Which Hulk did you? Well, Hulk technically there's 
few of those. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, yeah, there there are a few different hulks. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we probably better talk about Activision Blizzard, don't you think, Jenna? Yeah, but I will say, I think a good question is what are we not seeing in the news before we get, well, maybe we'll save that for last. Let We'll say what are we not seeing in the news that we want to see for nerds uh, for the last Fair, question. Yeah. But yeah, getting into activism and because for our gamer folks, because it is all over the internet that if you love WoW, World of Warcraft, uh, Blizzard is not doing anything on it due to this uh, harassment lawsuit in toxic workplace. Um, it's It's complicated and I guess I can read off of it real quick unless someone's got a better summary prepared. Mm. No, go ahead. Go for it. We'll chime in. So it sounds like basically what's going on is there's been a very long culture of frat boy sexual harassment um, environment for workers, female workers. And, you know, the, the leadership is coming out and saying, oh, either we didn't understand it was that bad and we should have did more, or they're blaming the gamers for create for contributing to that environment. There seems to be a lot of shit going on that they are haphazardly responding, not taking the full responsibility that they probably should, and that there are a lot of people coming out who are current and ex-employees who are just saying, no, they knew about this. The leadership knew. And um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes because in a way they're punishing the fans by stopping all work on World of Warcraft, which is a very popular game, until this is resolved. And that could take months, if not years. And well, to give you guys some kind of context into some of the shady stuff that's been going on and some of the history of it, you know, one of the developers that, that's been fired um, at Activision Blizzard actually used to keep a uh, hotel suite that was known as the uh, Cosby suite. Oh, no. There are photos that back this up. Timing of it makes it pro or con in terms of, you know, it didn't get its name for the obvious things that, um, you know, uh, they, Cosby's they been in the by the time, for. like, Cosby had had several Yes, he had had by several that by that time, but, you know, this was pre, you know, Me Too or, or, or what have you. However, um, to Seth's point, um, you know, it wasn't a, a, an unknown thing, what was going on with, with Cosby and those allegations. So um, that is to the depth of what's been going on, even allegations well, of, um, go ahead. Uh, it's, yeah, it is, it is a, apparently a pervasive culture in which like one of the employees committed suicide after yep. accompanying one of the senior wow. devs to a, to a conference. So here's a good summary. Video game giant Activision Blizzard, incorporated maker of games including World of Warcraft and Diablo, fosters a frat boy culture in which female employees are subjected to constant sexual harassment, unequal pay, and retaliation, according to a lawsuit filed by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing. A two-year investigation by the state agency found that the company discriminated, discriminated against female employees in terms of terms and conditions of employment, including compensation, assignment, promotion, and termination. Company leadership consistently failed to take steps to prevent discrimination, harassment, and retaliation, the agency said. I mean, <laughs> and Blizzard- yeah, That's more than just allegations, right? That's, that was an ongoing investigation. 
two years. Right. And yeah. Now, so. Blizzard's response has been more or less tone deaf. And in actions speak louder than words in terms of their commitment on, on what they're going to do to improve this. So they, they've gone ahead and hired a law firm, which does not have a positive outlook in terms of what they specialize in. Yeah, this. Um, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, the law firm that they hired is the same law firm that Amazon hired to prevent its employees from unionizing. They're a law firm that has a history of anti-union <laughs> uh, bullying, and they are a law firm that does not specialize in helping out employees. In yeah, this this like is this. not a find an equal solution. This is not a law firm that specializes in let's make everything right. Yeah, this is a law firm that makes problems for employers go away oh, God. so that business can get back to normal. So, and, yeah. So yeah. So that that speaks to the top-down leadership. What what's going on at, at Activision uh, in terms of them being being tone deaf? There is not a person in leadership there. It would appear um, that is on the side of the employees, particularly the 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 female employees there, uh, subjected to all the the sexual harassment and everything going on there. So but apparently, you... too, the, the female voice is not unified in the reaction to this because one of the top female leadership, she kind of tried to say, I guess, that I think it's an overcorrection because cold, like historically, the types of people who develop and get into this industry, they were nerds, they, they're not popular, they don't have, a, you know, they're, they're, I'm paraphrasing, they weren't the cool kids at school and now they got money, gaming is popular. They have social power that they didn't have before, and they're overcorrecting by trying to approach the girl, trying to be this image of dominance. And I'm like, that's yeah, that's that's not an excuse. <laughs> no, that's not an excuse. That's not an excuse for cube crawls where the male employees would get drunk and crawl between the cubicles of female employees and sexually harassing them, like. <clears throat> That's not an overcorrection. That's just you being a shitty person. Right. Yeah, that's that's definitely how someone would have gotten kicked in the face, personally. But yeah. <laughs> it's very restrained for you, Jenna. Thank uh, you. Good job. Well, yeah, what, what's curious is, um, and obviously this is an ongoing thing, is is um, how did we, is, is this an issue with Silicon Valley? You know, is this an issue right. with, um, tech companies is not being addressed and, and, and why are we um, we as a society if you will letting this get this far that it's blatantly out and open well this is a problem not just at the uh, with the programmers but it's a problem in the uh, video game world itself too isn't it yes yeah, it is. I mean from streamer like it just seems like uh, sexual harassment is endemic from the development down to the streamer and player level, I wouldn't willingly as a woman be or play anything like uh, open chat on Overwatch or anything. Like some of those cultures are extremely toxic. Well, it's, it, is it lack of... Be involved so a lot of these companies, they end up growing with, with leaders that were developers themselves or people running the company we're gamers or whatever. And so they don't, they're not people that specialize in, you know, the HR side of things, if you will, to, to put a lack of a better term on it. 
Uh, and yeah. is it because that those people are running those departments that shouldn't be that, that we have this problem? Like, should there be uh, another entity or organization that specializes in ensuring this shit doesn't happen? I, I mean, programming became a sort of boys club and I, there's an entire history behind that in which actually back closer to when uh, programming was getting its starts, start the majority of developers were female but then for some reason and i used to know this off the top of my head but it swapped like mm. Acti- i believe no was it at no it was atari <clears throat> atari had a lot of female developers there they had a really weird corporate culture uh bill you're wanted <laughs> i see that <laughs> Uh, uh, one of Bill's dogs in is coming show. into the podcast to remind him that uh, he is loved and uh, deserves but, puppy kisses. But yeah, there have been a ton of uh, there have been a ton of uh, development companies that have come out with these huge scandals lately. Including Ubisoft was one of the more recent ones to get called out for their horrible culture. And they still haven't dealt with it. But that's been known for, well, I I don't, I remember half a decade ago, at least going to a little spiel that I I wasn't aware of what I was going to sit through, but it was exactly that. It was programming and um, sexual harassment, Hmm. basically, right? And it scared the hell out of me because I didn't know anything. I had no idea. (laughs) But that was um, a long time ago. (laughs) <laughs> so to pretend um i specifics maybe but to pretend that that wasn't known would be absurd yeah these companies so, have all had time to correct yeah. things but they yeah, clean out house because they knew what was going on yeah the they don't have is, the incentive to clean house when they need that well well is this going to be like amazon where everyone knows amazon is treating their employees like shit but people are still buying from Amazon because they want the good deal. So are well, players the good deal and going just to hold yeah. Blizzard accountable and these video game corporations accountable for the for the culture and not support them if they have this, or are they going to just keep playing? Like it doesn't bother me. I need my escape. Well, the problem here. <laughs> here it kind of if they stop developing World of Warcraft, like if. For like, if the developers stop do, uh, developing on it, and Blizzard like, and Blizzard has this black mark on them, they could kill World of Warcraft. They could. Oh, well, I, I have a point on that, but but Mark, uh, you were saying. Yeah. Oh no, I was just saying. Um, <clears throat> you know, the problem here is that um, uh, they realize, and it's kind of a problem that's in society at large right now is if they can muddy the waters with a different narrative Mm. you know people will say well you know what i I even like i like the products there's this other story you know i can i can throw my hands up in the air and not look at it too closely and and keep you know Mm -hmm. keep buying my world of warcraft you know that's it's in politics it's it's everywhere right like as long as there's another narrative yeah for some people all you have to do is give them an excuse to ignore what's going on right it doesn't seem very creative. I don't, anyway. Couldn't you just go through a little sensitivity training in order to get the video game to work? 
I think we're beyond <laughs> one chapter training. Just one hour of sensitivity training. <laughs> and then you kill as many people as you want. Past. I think they know yeah. that they're beyond that. Yeah. yeah, like it doesn't do any good. So I don't, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah. Well, so one thing that's recent that this should be uh, uh, brought up is some of the uh, podcasts I watch on the gaming side, tech side, or whatever. Um, even before this became a kind of a headline issue for Activision, uh, Blizzard. Um, World of Warcraft has actually been on the decline um, in terms of its user base and in the active amount of players. So that's already been kind of winding down. So I don't know if this leads to, I wouldn't say this leads to the death of, uh, you know, wow, they just recently had an, an expansion, uh, but it really didn't prop up numbers maybe like they thought they would. I'm a, I'm a wow player and uh, um, I have been for a long time off and on. And ultimately uh, I'm, been looking for the next thing to kind of hop into whether that's your final fantasy 14 or, or something else i don't um, play final fantasy not... 14 with you chris yeah yeah so i've been that, wanting to do not... that but i don't want to do it alone yeah um so there's there's gamers that that have been making that move for uh several months now and uh i think this just kind of helps push them off the off the ledge a little bit and and gets them to kind of move on you know they don't want to associate with it um, even this past Tuesday, I think, was kind of a uh, in, in the social sphere, a uh, don't play wild day in, in solidarity uh, to speak towards and support uh, those women that have been affected by this. And and I, I think it doesn't look good for for a while long term that this kind of accelerates, um, you know, a game that's going to reach its end. And, and, and Activision Blizzard, by the way, it's larger than, than World of Warcraft. You know, it's your StarCraft. There's a lot of there's a lot of brands underneath that. Um, and, and I think those games do just fine. But World of Warcraft is getting tired. Um, and I think this could this can help accelerate people leaving the platform because it just doesn't look good. I don't know what's going to happen with those other brands that they have those other games, but uh, it's not good for not good for Blizzard. So speed round, what are you not seeing in the news for nerddom that you wish you were? I'll go first. Uh, I really wish, I don't see a great fantasy epic coming. We've had some sci-fi epics like Dune is gonna be great. Looking forward to that. You know, Marvel, they're doing their thing, keeping us filled with all the comic book goodness, but I don't think there's been a, a really, since the Chronicles of Shannara, a series or a movie that's been proposed to us that fills the fantasy gap. We kind of have the Green Knight right now, but that's more of a horror Arthurian legend. That's like, that's yeah. small scale. It's not a great big engaging world building fantasy. So I would be, I don't know if you all have heard anything, but I, I, I haven't. And, and I would, I would agree with that. I would say that that's one thing that I'm not hearing that I really, really want to see. It's my favorite genre uh, altogether. And I, I've not seen enough and I'm still reading a lot of books that, that would suggest there's plenty of content out there. Mm-hmm. Give me a Mistborn movie series. Oh, God. Now, that's what I'm not seeing. I want to see is more of uh, Brandon Sanderson stories. Uh, you know, maybe changing, <clears throat> you know, changing uh, delivery vehicles. You know, getting some movies or TV series. Uh, you know, Mistborn or, you know, the Stormlight Archive. Any of that stuff would be really cool. Mm -hmm. Give that a big budget, and you could such oh. a good. You've got so much good stuff you could do with Brandon Sanderson books or 
other fantasy novels. There's plenty of stuff out there you could mine for a good, a new good, like fantasy epic. Uh, the name of the wind and the wise man's fear. Oh, wasn't HBO looking at some Game of Thrones spinoffs that told the story of Game of Thrones, yeah, but a thousand cool. years yep. in the past? Yep. Uh, do we has anybody heard about where they're at with that, or is that something that's being active? I think everything around? kind of stalled out after the pandemic. Okay. Yeah, their During cast the building still like they're announcing new cast members and okay. everything, but I don't think they've started filming. And that's yeah. that's a whole that's still a little bit niche because the level of graphic sex and um, violence and some people just need their happy endings, and it's mm. it's too dark for a lot of people. Fair. Yeah, we need happier things right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yeah, we don't have enough happy stories. So, yeah. Um, anyone else? Hey, we got uh, Suicide Squad coming out August 5th. Yes. You looking forward to that? I am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it looks good. Very much it's so. Fun. Gory fun. Yeah, yes. I think, uh, is it September or October when the new Disney series, uh, The Foundation, series oh, no, starts no, and i think that's going to be really good it looks like uh <clears throat> disney's put a lot of money and staked um basically the the future of the disney or um not apple apple the apple tv has kind of staked their future on this series because yeah. uh you know they've uh, been going through their um financial reviews and and their service looks really good but the service looks really good because people that have bought new Apple products over the past year have gotten oh, a free mm -hmm. Disney subscription yep. for a year. And a lot of that stuff is starting to wind up. And so it'll, mm -hmm. it'll remains to be seen now if people are going to be willing to pay the fee to maintain that Apple subscription um, or if that's going to drop and they're going to lose a lot of subscribers. So I think uh, if this foundation's a series um is not as good as uh it's advertised to be they may lose a lot and that may that may totally change the landscape mm -hmm. for apple so um they've they've got a lot riding on this so i'm the the trailers i've seen for it make it look really good and uh i've been reading the this summer the uh the foundation series so i'm starting the four, the fifth book now fifth of seven so getting close to the end and i, I really like the the books so hopefully the the series will um uh, portray that pretty well i know they've had to change it quite a bit <clears throat> the series from the books because the books take place over like a thousand years mm -hmm. and there's new characters that are coming in because old characters right. die off. Right. And that's really hard for an audience. And it also deals with some sort of uh, a more of uh, high level themes and concepts. And typically audiences are more invested in the emotional interplay between characters. And they want these characters to kind of transition between series. So some, uh, from what I've read, they found a way oh. to do that. They found a way to ruin it, huh? Well, I don't know. They they found a way to allow these characters to continue on. Because, um, see, I, I'm exactly the other way around. I want more shows with highfalutin concepts. Right. I, I could care less. If I see another drama. Yeah. That, was the same, that was the same with Black Widow. It's just I've, I've seen stuff already with. I still think Black Widow is a good movie. But, don't, but, but it was the same problem. Yeah, I've seen family dynamics before. <clears throat> right. Uh, yeah, I you but... know, I think the problem is, is the, the bulk of people out there that are consuming this content right. 
they need them. are they need that social that emotional investment in characters and not so much on the highfalutin concepts and i mm-hmm. i don't know if that's a failure of the education system to teach people to think i think it's more. presentation you do but yeah. I, well i <clears throat> yeah because i watched what was that we were going to watch this week and um the bruce willis movie oh yeah oh, yeah no, it's supposed to be so bad Oh, Cosmic Sin, yeah. Yes. Well, it, well, it was that bad. It was a horrible, horrible movie. But it had, um, they had some brush by really great concepts, I thought. Uh, which is too bad, because they ruined, they just made it like uh, uh, a small speaking point. So maybe another another episode, but. Um, yeah. But uh, they had some really good concepts in there, but they just kind of went, here's the concept. And now we're going to do the same old cowboy space movie that we've been doing with Bruce Willis yeah. the whole time, except even worse than the norm. Oh, no. Right. <laughs> Not watching that. <laughs> well, well, anything else out there? I think we'd probably better wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Week. Sounds good. All I'm right. Pro well, highfalutin concepts. Just throwing it out highfalutin. there. Highfalutin. <laughs> highfalutin. I, I'm, I'm in. Like, let's, let's, Think deep and think nuanced. Let's not stop making it a little easy. Right. Although yep. we need that too. You need the junk food entertainment. Sure. As much sure. as you do the deeper thoughts. Yep. Yeah. Do you like Doritos? Mm, give me those go. Doritos movies. Twiz cake rolls. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, thanks for tuning in for another episode. We hope you join us next time. Um, in the meantime, you can check out our other shows on Galactic Driftwood. I'm Linda. Oh. Oh yeah. Hi, Linda. That's Lee. Hey, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> she snuck in late. <laughs> um, yeah, check us out on galacticdriftwood.space. We're also part of the Synergy Nation Network, which you can check out us and other podcasts there uh, at synnation.net. And uh, anything else uh, you guys want to throw out there? If we miss something, tell us. Like, is there is there a big fantasy epic coming out we haven't heard of, or is there some yeah, cool let us know. new nerds to that we need to talk about? about. Yeah, let like, subscribe, and comment. There you go. All right. Love you all. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.